Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Weekend Teacher Podcast, a podcast created to make your job easier, a podcast with the intention of helping you have more attentive students and more engaging lessons. Today's teaching tip is about small groups. If you're going to put people into small groups, make sure you know why you're using this teaching strategy and make sure your students know why they're in their groups. Be very clear about your expectations. This may mean writing out instructions for the group on paper that's given to them or projected in a place that they can refer back to. What are you asking the students to do specifically? Some students will not be able to function as a group without directions. They need guidelines to keep them on track. In addition to specific instructions, give students an estimated time for their conversation and build in some accountability about how the time is spent. You could do this by having them report back to the larger class or report back to you, the teacher, about what they did. Will there be some answer they discovered? A consensus they agreed upon? Is there a project they completed? Was something produced by the group? How will they know if they accomplished what you've set out for them to do? You can see that it may be necessary to be very specific. So here's an example of an effective small group assignment. First, every group member should share a childhood memory of celebration. Second, once every group member has shared a childhood memory of celebration, list some of the important elements of a good celebration. These things will be written on the board when we come back together as a larger group. And third, you will have 10 minutes to complete these two tasks. This makes it clear that the teacher expects students to take turns sharing their childhood story with the group. This should be followed by a group conversation in which they create a list that they will write on a board. Notice also that there was a length of time for the group work. In addition to these clearly communicated expectations, you could go a step further by assigning specific roles to group members. Here are some ideas for roles that different people in groups could have. First, the leader. This is the person that asks the questions and keeps the conversation moving in a productive direction. This person should feel some individual ownership for the outcome of the group time. You could also have a reporter, someone who takes notes or in some other way is prepared to report on the group's conversation to the rest of the class. You might pick a person who's more extroverted or skillful at summarizing information. Third, you could have a timekeeper. This person's role is to notify the group when there are two minutes remaining in order to manage the conversation time. This person keeps track of the group and the group's progress as it relates to time. You could also assign someone to be a referee, someone who ensures everyone in the group is given a chance to speak while encouraging respect for divergent viewpoints. The referee could be someone who helps those who may not have a voice or the courage to speak up, to share their perspectives and be heard by others. As a teacher who assigns small group time, you have an important role to play as students meet together in groups. By moving around the room, you can position yourself to be available in case there are questions about the assignment. In addition, there are several things that you can be watching for. First, observe who's talking and who is not talking. Consider why this might be. Is it personality? Is it simply their preferred learning style? Could it be that the subject is too personal? Do some people feel shut out of the group? Are people talking over others or interrupting? If you see a group that isn't functioning well, you can intervene and draw out those who haven't participated. Another thing to be watching for are the nonverbals of group members and the emotional state of the group as a whole. Is anyone recoiling in frustration or anger? Is anyone embarrassed? You might need to join a group conversation that doesn't have a healthy emotional balance to it. Finally, observe who the speaker looks to when they're talking. Is there someone in the group who has influence that others are seeking for approval? 
Sometimes we unintentionally focus on one person when we're talking to a group. It seems as though effective groups include everyone in the conversation so that no one person is the sole focus of the group's communication. The great risk of small groups, especially those focused on discussion, is that the time spent will be full of shared ignorance or groupthink. By giving people specific instructions and giving everyone in the group the opportunity to be heard, it's more likely the group time will result in communal wisdom and critical thinking. These are the things that make small groups worthwhile. I'm Dr. Houston Heflin. Until next time, remember, how we facilitate small groups impacts what they learn. Remember that you can find the Weekend Teacher podcast on Facebook, and you can email me at any time at theweekendteacher at gmail.com. <laughs>